our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50 plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. So as we are making our way through the holiday season, I thought a good topic for this week would be about overindulgence. Because typically, we think of overindulgence, we think about too many gifts, too many toys, too many clothes, expensive clothes and toys, or too many sweets. But what's interesting about overindulgence is that research is finding that it often manifests way differently than we think of as overindulgence in the classic sense. So I'm going to talk about the different ways overindulgence manifests today, the negative effects and the steps we can take to make sure our kids are growing up to have the foundation they need to live to their fullest potential. But first, next week, I have an amazing guest. Ariel St. White will be on. Ariel partners with top OBGYNs to give parents and kids quality sex education through a 10-part book series that tackles difficult topics ranging from consent, periods, procreation, and more. Now, before you think this is just for parents of tweens, I get at least one question a week pertaining to how to talk to kids, toddlers through tweens how to have these very conversations in ways that are non-shaming and body positive. And I'm very excited for next week's guest who has made it her mission to help us do just that. It is a great topic for parents of kids of all ages. So one quick reminder for those who didn't hear last week's episode or who forgot, I have separated out my personal Instagram account from the Your Village website, the Parenting Beyond Discipline podcast parenting account. That account is Your Village Online. So if you want to see that parenting, parenting tips, quotes from me, things that are happening on the website or with my business or with the podcast, this is where I will post that Keep It Parenting and Podcast and Business announcement related. My other account, Iron Mom 2020, will be about my own personal journey, life with my family, my kids, etc. 
I will still keep it open. You're welcome to follow me there. But if you just want the parenting stuff, you'll probably want to move over to the Your Village online account on Instagram. Okay, let's dive into overindulgence. And first, some of the latest research findings before I get into the meat of what to do and how to guide your kids so that they are getting all the opportunities in life that they are deserving and needing from us. So like I mentioned, we traditionally think of it as too much stuff, getting kids expensive gifts or too many toys. And there are actually other ways that more often we overindulge our kids today. In my class on overindulgence, I talk about material overindulgence, just like I'm talking about the more classic overindulgence we think of. But I also cover relational overindulgence and structural overindulgence. Relational overindulgence is a parent who does too much for their child. An overfunctioning parent, besides making us really stressed out and tired, it leads to an underfunctioning child. Structural overindulgence is when parents have too few rules, very little follow through, no chores, very few expectations, way too much freedom that kids can't handle. So here's some great research I'm going to go through I found related to this area. So first, a 2015 Braun research poll of 1,001 parents, only 28% said they regularly assign chores to their kids, even though 82% said their parents required them to do chores. Marty Rossman, an emeritus associate professor of family education from the University of Minnesota, did research where she followed 84 children from ages 3 all the way into their mid-20s. She asked them questions about their types of household tasks, time spent on those tasks, and the attitude about doing those tasks. Then she linked them to measures of success in adulthood, completion of education, getting started on a career path, IQ, relationships with family and friends, not using drugs, and involvement in household tasks at each time period. The research showed that involving children in household tasks at an early age can have a positive impact later in life. As we would expect, by involving children in tasks, parents teach their children a sense of responsibility, competence, self-reliance, and self-worth that actually stays with them throughout their lives. So I'm going to talk about the ways to do this from the earliest ages all the way up through the teenage years in a few minutes, but I'm going to cover some more research first because there's some more great research. White et al. in 2019 analyzed data from 9,971 children who participated in an early childhood longitudinal study, found that children who perform chores have a significantly different perception of their abilities compared to their peers. They also had greater empathy towards others, they had more self-confidence in their academic abilities, and more satisfaction with their life circumstances. Now, White states that the frequency of chores in kindergarten was positively associated with a child's perception of social, academic, and life satisfaction competencies in the third grade independent of their sex, family income, and parent education. And also, children who rarely performed chores had greater odds of scoring in the bottom quintile, so that's the bottom 20%, on self-reported pro-social, academic ability, peer relationships, and life satisfaction scores. Lastly, she shared that performing chores with any frequency in kindergarten was associated with improved math scores in the third grade. Loderup et al. in 2020 conducted a qualitative study investigating the question, how do parents teach their children about work? The sample of 115 individuals included 90 emerging adult children between the ages of 18 and 30, 
17 parents, and 8 grandparents. The authors found that when children did chores when they were in early elementary school, as young adults they had greater self-confidence, pro-social behavior, and self-efficacy. They went on to say that parental use of household chores coupled with allowances can be very helpful, especially when monetary rewards are contingent upon completing work assignments in the home. When parents facilitate paid employment outside of the home, children learn that money does not grow on trees or magically appear from a parent's wallet, but actually comes as the result of labor. Additionally, Brodenhoft et al. in 1998 researched childhood overindulgence. The sample of 730 adults included 124 who identified themselves as being overindulged as children. When asked how they were overindulged by their parents, they reported having things done for them and having no chores at the top of the list. So these are the additional types of overindulgence I was talking about, but Brodenhoff called it overnurture. Overnurture is being overinvolved in children's lives. It's doing things that children should be doing for themselves, smothering them, allowing them too many privileges, making sure they were always entertained, and hovering over them, I guess what we would have called the helicopter parenting, constantly trying to insulate them from frustration, stress, and anxiety. So the study found the top five ways that parents overindulged. Now these add up to over 100% because Several of these people reported how they were overindulged in more than one area. They could check as many as they needed. So 53% said parents were, um, had done too many things for them that they could have done for themselves. 53% said they had no consistent chores that were expected from them. 41% were overindulged on clothing, too many, too much, or too expensive. 36% said allowing privileges they didn't earn or were too young for. And 35% was toys, too many toys, expensive toys. When asked which skills, that, as once they were adults, that they felt like they were deficient in because they did not learn them as children, the respondents' open-ended responses were coded into the following categories. Communication, interpersonal, and relationship skills, 31%. Domestic and home skills, 13%. Mental and personal health skills, 12%. Decision-making skills, 11%, money and time management skills, 10%, and the ability to be responsible, 8%. Parents who overindulge miss opportunities to teach their children valuable life skills. Overindulgence appears to inhibit the development of a child's communication and relationship skills. This is according to the researchers in the study in 1998 by Bredenhoff et al., Further, overindulged children may not know how to take on adult responsibilities. They rely on others to complete tasks for them. So as you can imagine, getting into a relationship with someone like this could prove to be very difficult. And I know people who are in relationships with people like this, and it is very difficult. So I don't know about you, but that's some pretty insightful and interesting research that we can use to create some really good habits and guide our kids to much higher competencies in life and success rates. So to me, there's just nothing more important than good communication and relationship skills. I mean, you can be the most talented person in the world, but if you don't have good communication and relationship skills, you are going to struggle. I see it in business all the time. I also see it in relationships all the time. I love working with businesses and with people in those places that have really clear communication, that follow up if something changes, that keep me abreast of what's going on. It's important in not just intimate romantic relationships and close friendships, but in professional life too. So 
I am going to go through age by age and give ideas for every age, some guidance on skills we should be working on with our children by age, as well as chores that we can assign by age to help facilitate them learning those skills right after a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, By Heart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, alpha-lac, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum, along with broken down, partially hydrolyzed proteins. By Heart is an easy to digest formula. In addition to its patented protein blend, our formula includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey to casein ratio like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. By Heart is the only US-made infant formula to use organic grass-fed whole milk, not skim. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Okay, now that we're back, it's time to get into some great basic life skills we need to teach and chores that we can expect by age. I've pulled these from two of my classes, Raising Responsible Kids and Chores and Allowance. So I will go by age. I'm going to do both life skills to teach and chores that are appropriate for that age range. Sometimes these are going to overlap. You're going to see that. So if you hear it twice, that's okay. Just ignore it or, well, then you'll know it. Also know that as your child ages, they can and should still be responsible for anything from the younger ages. So Just because they age out of the four to five age group and they're now six to seven doesn't mean that they're not responsible for what they were doing when they were four to five. They're still responsible. We're going to build as they go. So it just adds on as they age. So starting around 18 months to two years, this is just developmentally, many toddlers start to exhibit helping behaviors. You can cultivate this by allowing your child to help. It's not exactly helpful most of the time, but this is for the long-term goal of supporting your child's development of internal motivation. So your toddler can help with laundry by handing it to you to load, loading it into the machines. They can help you take it out of the dryer You can hand it to them out of the washer to put into the dryer for you. They can help sort the laundry into piles for each person in the family before you fold it or put dirty clothes into the hamper or help match socks. Kids at this age, 18 months to two years, are great at fetching things. They're just now walking. They love to be able to go get things for you. And they love to be helpful. A book, a cup, a spoon from the table to bring to the sink for washing. Anything safe for them to carry and within reach, you can send your toddler to get it for you. Not forcing it. Obviously, just a suggestion. Hey, I need that spoon. Could you grab that off the table for me? 
thank you, that was so helpful. And then reinforcing that helpful behavior. Similar to fetching for toddlers, they're great at throwing things in the trash. So you wanna have them do that, throw their things in the trash or throw something away for you. Ages two to three, we're gonna start here. Chores for this age, they can help with putting books away on the shelf, clearing their place after a meal, so just taking their plate and putting in the sink or on the counter. They also can dust baseboards with a cloth and some water. Age three, life skills that they can do. They can help clean up after themselves, toys, crafts, and games, dress and undress themselves. Now this may be a work in progress when you're three, when they're turning three, there may be some work to get them by the time they're getting closer to four to be able to do that completely on their own. But by the time they are aging out of the age three, they should be able to dress and undress themselves. And as we already mentioned, and as we already mentioned, throw away the trash from snacks. Age four to five, these are some chores. Kids can help feed pets, water plants, put away clean silverware, put dirty laundry in the hamper, put away the kid dishes. So if you have dishes that are, you know, like the plastic or the melamine, they can put those away from the dishwasher for you. You hand it to them, they put it in the cabinet, the plastic storage containers all out of the dishwasher. They can clean windows. Now, if you have your kids do this, be sure to use water or organic non-toxic material from a spray bottle. This age is also really great to have them start cleaning their own room. And this is kind of a process that you can unfold over time, supporting them, scaffolding like I've talked about in other episodes. You can scaffold them through that process, help them know where to start and what to move to next. And then as they get older, you can step away from the process. And and before too long, by the age of six to seven, they can pretty much do it themselves. Now, life skills for age four to five, asking to be excused from the table, clearing their place, putting dirty clothes in the hamper like we've talked about, setting the table, and choosing their own clothes to wear. So by this time, there's no more choices. What do you want to wear, this or this? Now they should be able to just go and pick out their clothes and put them on. They may need to get a little bit of guidance picking them out, especially if the weather's changing with the seasons, but otherwise, this is something you can have as a goal for them to be working on getting themselves dressed. By ages five to six, it's better to have at least one thing they can do every day such as unload the dishwasher, set the table, feeding the pets, making beds, picking up toys, clearing the table after dinner. This way, parents can remind them when they need to, but allow them the opportunity to take the responsibility first. So let's say everybody gets up from the table and their responsibility is to clear the table. So clear the meal from the table, whatever the serving dishes were that the meal was in, the condiments, all the extra things that you put on the table for the meal. Let's say their job is to clear that. You get it from the table, you start doing your job, taking your dishes over, washing some dishes, Give them an opportunity to see if they remember to clear the table without being reminded. If not, then you can go ahead and remind about their daily chore. If you have some kind of job board or a chart, now this isn't a reward chart, this is just a job board that's listed out with the name and what their jobs are, then you can start using this to teach them how to use it for less frequent jobs. So if they have a job they actually only do once or twice a week, then you can have a job board and you can start teaching them how to use that job board. So let's say their job is to wash the windows once a week, or they have like one room where they are supposed to wash like those two or three windows once a week, and that's up on their job board. So what's cool about this is that you can give them the opportunity to take the responsibility. So they have some time within the week, whatever you decide is the week, from Monday to Sunday, Sunday to Saturday, whatever it is, and they have to wash their their room, the windows in their room once a week, obviously only as high up as they can reach. 
So you can either just leave it open for them to do sometime during the week or let them pick a day, whatever day they want to do. If they want to have a particular day, they want to do it. I left it open for my kids to do sometime during the week so that they could just pick a day. And then as it got closer to the end of the week, I'd remind them, hey, your job was to clean the windows in the family room this week and it hasn't been done yet. When do you think you're going to get that done? And then I could just give a reminder and they would say, okay, I'm going to do it tomorrow. It's always tomorrow. And then the next day, usually they would do it, but sometimes there's another reminder that has to go in there. But you're helping them organize their schedule and the and getting some things done, you're also giving them that responsibility and that freedom of when they're going to do it. Ages six to seven, some chores. They can do peeling vegetables, make a salad by breaking up the lettuce, adding in some already chopped ingredients and tossing it. They can dust furniture. They can clear the dining room table. That includes putting the condiments away, like I was just talking about in the last example. They can bring in the mail, clean doorknobs of fingerprints and dirt on doors, and oh, the banister. The banister gets so dirty in our house. They also can vacuum furniture. So these are all great jobs for this age six to seven and on. Okay, some life skills in this age group. We're getting into the cooking thing here now. Mixing, stirring, cutting with a dull knife. Making a basic meal. Now we're talking about a sandwich. We're not talking about cooking. Maybe some toast with some peanut butter. They can help put groceries away. Bathe and shower unsupervised. Now they may need a little help with shampoo or some body wash. They also can match socks from the clean laundry. Ages eight to nine. For chores, they can unload the dishwasher. Laundry. Now this means the full process. They're sorting it. They're taking their own clothes and they're sorting it, washing them, drying them, folding and hanging the clean clothes. Now that's a lot. When my kids were when my kids were eight to nine, they were responsible for putting their clothes in the dirty hamper and then for starting to fold them after they came out of the wash. We would sort it, we would um, we would sort it and wash it and dry it for them. And then they and then they would fold it. Then as they got older, 10 and 11, then they were responsible for sorting it. So we have four bins. They have to read the labels and sort the laundry. They um, And then you can start having them wash it and dry it. They kind of have to be, they kind of have to be tall enough to actually reach the washer or dryer. If you have a front load, you're good. If you have a top load washer, it can be a little harder till they're taller. But you can start teaching them that process over time. Some life skills. So obviously laundry is a life skill, so that's part of it. So it can be a chore or a life skill. But basic, they should be able to use basic household cleaners safely, make the bed without assistance, take care of personal hygiene without being told to do so, use a broom and a dustpan properly, read a recipe and prepare a simple meal. We're talking something like macaroni and cheese, something very simple. They can help create a grocery list. So you're going to teach them how to look through a recipe and make a grocery list or talk about, you know, what are the regular things that we get in the home every week? And let's take a look and see if we're missing anything that we need, like flour or sugar or salt. Help them start to learn how to do that. They can learn how to count and make change. They can answer the phone and take written phone messages. But today, I don't know too many people who have a family phone in the house, but if you do, it's a great skill if someone can answer the phone and take a message, answer it properly. They can help with simple lawn duties, watering, weeding, flower beds, planting flowers in the spring. They can also start to learn how to save up for a bigger item they want to buy. So you can start teaching them about this. Ages 10 to 11 for chores. They can clean bathrooms. They can vacuum. They can mow the lawn 
and change sheets. For life skills for 10 to 11, you can add in, like I said, folding their own clothes, sorting their own clothes, learn simple sewing. You want to think like sewing a button back on or fixing a hem that's torn out. Care for outdoor toys, such as their bike or their roller skates, how they wipe it down, how they check the tires, where they put it away, how they keep it clean, how you oil the wheels on the skates or how you oil the chain on the bike. You can let your child go to the store and make a purchase by him or herself. Now, I don't mean just send them out to the store unless you happen to live really, really close to one, which we did where we used to live before. But you can go into the store, have them go get something, bring it to you, and then they can go up to the register and purchase it by themselves without you standing right over them or doing it for them. Show them how to use a debit card. Show them how to use cash. Age 12 for chores. Do their own laundry. So now we're going through the whole process. By 12, they should be doing the whole process. Reading the labels, separating it into piles or into bins, teaching them how to use the washing machine and the dryer and fold, which they should have been folding already now for a little while. So they should be able to have that down. They also, chores they could do is mop floors. They also could prepare and cook meals. These are simpler meals. They're not making steak tartare or anything like that probably at 12, although some kids are really amazing in the kitchen. But just a simple meal, helping prep and make some hamburgers, cut up some onions, that kind of thing. And a salad, putting the burgers on the buns, cooking them in the pan, putting some cheese on it. They can do some stuff like that. Life skills, plan, pack, and prepare their own healthy breakfast, lunches, and snacks. Use the oven to broil or bake foods. Your child should also learn how to read food labels and know what it means and therefore how to make good nutritional choices based on the label. They also can start ironing their own clothes, teaching them how to use an iron, how to read what is in the clothing, what the material is, and then how to set the iron to the appropriate level. Learn to use basic hand tools safely, hammer, drill, saw, screwdrivers. For ages 13 plus, now here you're just going to continue with any of the chores and life skills that were listed already. The chores are already, these are the chores they're going to do. You're just going to keep doing those or add in any that you may have missed in the past, but there will be continued life skills after this age. And this is what they are. Life skills for ages 14 to 16, plan, shop, and prepare dinners, fill a car with gas. Now you can teach them this earlier if they're interested. Now I say this with a caveat because it's interesting. We'll see how much longer gas cars last. I now have an electric car, so I can teach my kids how to plug it in in the garage, I suppose. Have a checking and debit account and understand how it works. Learn basic budgeting and balancing their account. They should learn how to interview for and how to get a job, how to look for a job, how to interview for a job, how to apply for a job, how to add air to the tires and how to change a tire. And then how to perform more sophisticated cleaning and maintenance chores, such as changing the vacuum cleaner bags, cleaning the stove, unclogging drains, replacing sprinkler heads. 17 to 18, they should have a basic understanding of finances and be able to manage their bank account, balance a checkbook, and pay a bill. 
and use the credit or debit card, but also they should understand compound interest and why having a balance on a credit card is costly, but using one to build credit is good and it's important to pay off the balance every time. So giving these lessons at this age. The basics of investing, stocks versus bonds versus cash. How to research, for example, how to research careers and colleges, not just on the internet, but finding people to interview and to learn from. They can make their own doctor's appointments, and so long as they have their driver's license and they're driving, they can actually take themselves there and handle it all on their own. They should be able to understand basic contracts, like an apartment or a car lease. So this is something you're going to want to sit down and talk to them about and what to look for, what to look for on the fine print, and what it means when you sign a contract. Understand and schedule oil changes and basic car maintenance. Again, if you have an electric car, you don't have an oil change, but there's other basic car maintenance that can definitely be done. So this is a lot of stuff to teach our kids throughout the year, so we're going to break it down and do it age by age. So if there's anything that you're, if you're at a certain age and there's certain things in the previous ages that you may have missed, now's a good time to go back and kind of fill those in while they are still under your care in your home and you still have plenty of years left to catch up on some of those skills that you might need to go back and catch up on. And I actually saw a few in there that I'm gonna work with my kids on as well. In the class on raising responsible kids, I also discuss how to know when your child is ready to stay home alone and how to start that process, how to know and understand your state laws around leaving a child home alone and teaching kids about responsibility and action. This means responsibility for their choices, for their actions, and the outcomes for those, and for their own things, how to care for their own things, as well as their responsibility for their homework process, how to scaffold them and back away from their homework process over the ages. So that by the time that they are 15, 16, 17, they are completely responsible for their own study process, studying for tests. They know how to study for a test. They know how to prepare. They know how to do a project, a big project that's due and plan ahead for it and get the materials they need ahead of time. So they should know how to do this by the time they hit those adolescent years. In chores and allowance class, I cover the different ways to handle the chore and allowance process. How we do jobs for pay versus jobs for you just do a job as a member of the family. Now, there's a debate around that. So you can check that out and make your best choice for you and your family, how much you want to be paid, how much you want to be part of the family, or if you want to have everything as part of family and then they just get an allowance to learn how to use money and budget properly. So that is an option, and I talk about those different options in that class on chores and allowance. So both of these classes come with printouts with the skills and the chores listed that I went through today by age with checkboxes. So you can see which chores and our skills that your child has, what they're working on, where you may wanna go back and fill in any missing holes if there are any. The overindulgence class goes into all the three areas in more detail of overindulgence, if you wanna know more about that. So those along with all 60 parenting classes, are on the website at yourvillageonline.com. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. I hope you're having a great week during this holiday season. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft.
Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.